0: Reading tonight is from John chapter 10, starting at the beginning of the chapter, running to verse 21, which can be found on page 1076. That's John chapter 10 on 1076. I tell you the truth, the man who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. The man who enters by the gate is the shepherd of his sheep. The watchman opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognise a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech but they did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore Jesus said again, I tell you the truth, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have ever come before me were thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate, whoever enters through me will be saved. He will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd who owns the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me, just as the father knows me and I know the father. At these words the Jews were again divided. Many of them said, He is demon-possessed and raving mad. Why listen to him? But others said, These are not the sayings of a man possessed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? This is the word of the
1: Lord. Let's pray, shall we, as we begin. Father God... Thank you that we can meet here now to look at your word in the Bible together. Please help us be alert to what Jesus says here. Give us strength to see who Jesus is, what he brings, and what those who oppose him are really like, that we may be saved and live lives that glorify and please you. Amen. So if you'd like to take up your Bibles, we're on page 1076. Uh, in John 10. And just to begin, uh, so I was able to choose the passage for tonight, and it's, uh, it, I hope it cheers your heart as much as it's cheered mine in preparing it as we depart summer and, and set off into the autumn. Uh, as short stories we begin, I just wonder, have you ever been deceived or tricked I have recently, Uh, it was a phone call about PPI. Has anybody heard that on the radio and and all the adverts that are, right, all the companies seem to have my phone number at the minute, and the hook that got me to go along with the call was, we're appointed by the UK Ministry of Justice to act on your behalf. So I thought, your government backed, you must be okay. So anyway, 20 minutes later, uh, I gave up on the call, ever so politely of course, And I actually only realised that the call had been just another one of these many calls when someone pointed out to me that all of these companies are appointed or can say they are working for the the UK Ministry of Justice. That's how they can operate. Now, uh, I didn't lose out. You know, I don't want you to sit there thinking, oh, poor Matt, what happened? I didn't lose out and there have been no repercussions. I did ask them to send me a cheque, but uh, I don't think that's going to come either. But I knew that I had been deceived and tricked into giving up my time to this phone call. And I actually needed somebody else to tell me what was actually going on. So I could carry on with real life again. So in tonight's passage, Jesus does something similar. He is the one pointing out how we are deceived and tricked. And what the solution is. So I have three points for us tonight. The first is the longest and the other two are much shorter. So my first point is the story, which is verses 1 to 6. The second is the explanation, which is 7 through 18. And the third is the response, verses 19 to 21. So our first point then, the story, verses 1 to 6. And it's a little story that Jesus tells to his audience. And he's using picture language to explain what's going on. He uses some examples from sheep farming to illustrate his relationship with his people. And this is what sheep farming looks like today. It's probably familiar with that, are we? Seen that kind of thing before? And in this circumstance here, the farmer brings everything that the sheep needs to it. And then in as much as I can tell, the farmer then leaves them to it in the field. You know, the sheep have got everything they need there. They, they, They eat there, they drink there, they sleep there, until it's time to be moved on to new pastures, to a new field. But in Jesus' day, this is what it looked like in his country. It's quite a different picture. There's no farmer dropping off everything the sheep need in their comfortable field. You see, there's a shepherd to care for the sheep, and he would lead them to the good grass to eat. He'd make sure they get rest when they need it. He'd go looking for them when they got lost. He'd bandage them up when things went wrong. And at night time, the sheep were brought back to a pen, something like this. And in this pen, there'd be more than one flock. But for the morning, the sheep have been trained to follow their shepherd's voice. He would call them and they would follow. And through the night, there would be a watchman who would, you have guessed it, he'd keep watch over them. There was only one way into the pen, which was through the gate. So now let me read to you verses one to five and we'll have a look at the story Jesus tells. Jesus says, I tell you the truth, the man who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in some other way is a thief and a robber. The man who enters by the gate is the shepherd of his sheep. The watchman opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. So in the story, there are four characters. Let's discount the watchman. He's only got a fleeting part. Let's look at the other three characters. There's the shepherd, the man who climbs in some other way, and of course there are the sheep. And Jesus is using picture language to talk about himself. He is the shepherd. And he uses the sheep and shepherd illustration again to describe his relationship with the sheep. But who are the sheep? You are. I am good, thank you. Uh, We follow. People follow. We're swept along by the things that we read, the things that we watch on television or listen to on the radio, the friends we have, the family we grew up in or the people that we spend our time with. We don't all follow the same things. There's two different newspapers here which report about similar things, but from very, very different points of view at times. And actually, as sheep, we are a mix of the things that we follow. We may think that we are different, but what we all have in common is that we all follow. So anyway, we're sheep. And here's the important point. The things that we follow are shepherds. So back to the passage. Look at the contrast between the two characters in Jesus' story here. Verse one's character does not enter by the gate. He is a thief and a robber. The character does not look after and care for the sheep. He wants to take them from where they should be, resting in the pen, and instead take them away for his own benefit. Character two in verse two, The man who enters by the gate is the shepherd of his sheep. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. He goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow because they know his voice. The shepherd cares for his sheep. So as we finish our first point, some food for thought here. Are you being mugged? What I mean is, Are you being taken for a ride by the things that you follow? If it's not Jesus that you obediently follow, then actually you are being taken hostage, kidnapped or sheep-rustled from where you should be. It might not feel like it. You might even be enjoying it. But Jesus does not want you to be in any doubt as to what's going on and the choice before you. And that's why he carries on in verses 7 to 18. So our second point then is the explanation. For the first hearers of what Jesus says, the danger was following the Pharisees and the religious authorities. And Jesus is describing them as the robbers and the thieves to his audience there. For us today, anything that we prioritize and make more important than Jesus in our lives is a thief or a robber. If Jesus is not your shepherd, then you're being mugged. And I'd like to show you how. Then you can decide for yourself if you agree with me or not. So in verse 12, let's look together at the character Jesus describes as a thief or a robber. I'll read it to you, verse 12. The hired hand is not the shepherd who owns the sheep. So when he sees a wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. The hired hand does not own the sheep. He's not the actual shepherd. He is a coward who cares nothing for the sheep. Now look in verse 11. Look with me at the contrasting character. I'll read it. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And also verse 14, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. If we were unsure about who the good shepherd is, Jesus spells it out. He's the shepherd, he's the good shepherd. And what he does is he lays down his life for the sheep. Jesus does for the sheep what they can't do for themselves, which we ultimately see in his death and resurrection. He also says he's going to bring another sheep, uh, which for the first Jewish hearers meant the non-Jews or the Gentiles. So if you're here today and you're not Jewish, praise God that Jesus is the good shepherd who brings us in as well. So I just want you to pretend with me for a minute. If you were completely objective and carried a neutral opinion, which of course no one does, but let's just pretend for a second, who would you choose to follow? The robber and the thief who'll certainly destroy you and is actually draining you of life? Or Jesus, the good shepherd who loves and cares for you? Jesus lays down his life He will lay down his life for the sheep because they are his. If you want to have life both now and after death, then Jesus is the one that you want as your shepherd. The hired hand, anything else we follow, who doesn't own the sheep, abandons the sheep and runs when danger comes. And it seems like an easy choice, does it not? Jesus wonderfully points out to us what's really going on in the world. So, those seductive charms that we uncover on the internet that we enjoy, the conversations that we have with our friends continually, day and night through Snapchat, is that right? So yes, okay, a few nods from a few younger folks, good, thank you, Or, or WhatsApp on our phones, or just the time we spend on our phones. Or the use of time when we're not at work, school, or college. You see, rich or poor, we all have 24 hours in a day. How do you use that time? Or all these things, as I've just mentioned there, are they shepherded or shaped by following Jesus, who is good and cares for you? Or are they shaped just by what you fancy? Or rather, someone or something else? which you may not yet have realized, but is actually a thief and a robber seeking to destroy you. Our third and final point, which is also our shortest point, is the response. In verses 19 to 21, the people there, they can't decide who Jesus is. They don't recognize him. And as we've looked over this, we've realized how he is the good shepherd. So if we recognize who Jesus is, what would it look like to be one of his sheep? Jesus has said as he's gone along. And for those of you taking notes, it's in verses 3, 4, 14, and 16. And in those verses, we discover that to be a sheep is to listen Know and follow Jesus. So once we recognize who Jesus is and believe in him, then we're to listen to him, know him, and follow him. Listening to Jesus will happen in the same way we found out he's the good shepherd. It's by setting aside time to read the Bible and get to know Jesus through it. Then, having listened as we have read, it's about praying for help in following, and then obediently following. Of course, as we get to know him better, we can do what the sheep of verse 5 do, which is to never follow a stranger. In fact, they run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. As we finish, the more eagle-eyed of you will have noticed that we've skirted around verses 7 to 10, and that's deliberate on my part so that if you remember nothing else from tonight, it'll be these verses. Let's look at them now, I'll read it to you. Therefore, Jesus said again, I tell you the truth, I am the gate for the sheep. All whoever came before me were thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. He will come in and go out and find pasture. The sheep in the pen look out through the gate. So the picture that I have here, you can see the pen at the side. Okay, They look out to where there's food, lush green pasture and water, and that there gives them life and not the dusty dry life inside the pen. And so Jesus describes himself as the one to go through to get life. Now if you don't know the life Jesus talks about, and I just encourage you to read the Bible with an older Christian so they can show you and introduce you to Jesus and the life he offers. Now, just as we finish, look with me at the harrowing and uh, fearsome warning in verse 10. It says, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. So a question for you, what or who do you follow All who oppose Jesus, or the things that are not Jesus, they're mugging you. They're slowly sucking the life out of you, and they will ultimately destroy you. Again, verse 10, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Do you recognize Jesus as the one to believe in? Do you listen to him and follow him obediently in every area of your life, every day? Do you see, recognize, and believe he's the only one who can give you life and life to the full? Let's pray. Our Father God, we thank and praise you for the Lord Jesus Christ, the good shepherd of your people, Please help us to recognize who he is in our everyday life. Give us the strength to read your word and pay attention to what it says so we know Jesus. And would we follow the Lord Jesus Christ, secure in the knowledge that he alone gives us life and that everything else that promises us so much is only deceiving us, stealing from us, and will ultimately destroy us for we pray it for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen.